Today's episode is brought to you by Progressive, where drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. Quote now at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Welcome back to Dum Dums and Dragons, where improvisers who've never role played before journey into the world of Dungeons and Dragons. I am the Grand Wizard Bukake, your host. Our heroes have defeated Quartrex, the Mind Flayer Dragon, and its cult of Cortexus. But will they be able to determine Xanthus's links to the creature? What does Juniper's scroll say about the future now? Will Manny come after Quinny for failing to deliver Bucky's soul yet again? Find out next on Dom Dums and Dragons. So, having successfully defeated the dragon and sorted out Ranger's condition, you know that basically in the Underdark, as it stands right now, there's three major sites you can investigate if you choose to. You can further explore the lab where the Mind Flayers were. You can head back to the abandoned city of the... I can never fucking pronounce those deep gnomes' names. So, you can go back to Blingdenstone, investigate there, or, of course, you can return to Menzel Branzen, check in with the matron, as well as continue your investigation of Xanthus at the Academy of Shadows. That's definitely what I want to do, is I want to get back to that library. Like, what was he doing in the library? I'd also like to search here a little bit more, maybe even just down where the bodies are. Also, Quinny, I know you're into this kind of thing. There might be stuff from the dragon we could bring back as proof, or stuff that's just sort of like profitable from dragons like dragon's blood can be worth stuff and the teeth and the scales and all that kind of thing maybe we could make cool cloaks here's the thing we don't have a team outfit where people look at us and they're like those dudes look sick (laughs) but we could make like capes out of dragon skin i want to get some dragon bile what why what are you magic oh how do you use it for your magic juniper well i can't use it now but i might in the future Are you thinking of trading it to a wizard? <laughs> yeah. Maybe. Yeah. It's valuable. You suddenly understand why Juniper's quarters back in the McSquiggly are just full of small bottles of things. <laughs> She's just like, maybe one day. <laughs> okay, so if we search here, we could try to take a bunch of profitable shit. Also, I'd like to figure out what exactly is going on. Because we know there's like a mind-controlling dragon, and there was that like place where they were putting people and stuff. There's just a lot of question marks here. Yeah. Could Alan be down there? Could Alan have cool tentacles in her mouth and then eight vaginas? Because I, I mean... God, the ranger butthole. got eight dicks. How many buttholes can I get? <sighs> My magic would be so powerful if I had eight buttholes. 16 cheeks, I think. <laughs> <laughs> well, I didn't even think about cheeks. <laughs> oh, my God. I could put a butthole in both hands. It's, it's happened magically so many times. Let's just start doing something. I can't stand listening to you talk <laughs> about right, this. All right, so <laughs> I'm just counting places I could put buttholes and just walking back in because I want to yeah. go search this area. Okay, could uh, someone roll me an investigation check, please? I will. I'll cast Guidance on him if we'll let this count tonight. I think I just added D4. Sure. 
Oh, four. Oh, so that's a grand total of 24. Now that uh, there's no real urgency, you're able to take some actual time taking the, the lab apart. What you can kind of ascertain from what you see, and particularly Butthole, you've had some experience with putting people together and creating Frank and Quinny, et cetera, et cetera. You're able to find a lot of medical texts, and it seems that the Ilthids were experimenting with the parasites on various forms of creatures to try and see what they could turn things into. From the research you find, they had been experimenting on humans, deep gnomes, uh, some drow. But the biggest thing they seem to suggest is that one of them had managed to obtain a young dragon in captivity. So they've brought the dragon on site to see what they can do with the parasite and the dragon. So a lot of the information about the dragon isn't contained here. You suspect it's probably in the sub lab downstairs, but that's the information you can get from here. Well, let's check out the sub lab, I guess. Yeah, let's mm -hmm. go. So you make your way down past the scaffolding. Quinny, you feel a chill yep. as you come down, but it's nice that there's not something horrible lurking there for you anymore, you think. <laughs> uh, you pass the blood-soaked stalagmite with ranger bits still clinging to it. And yeah, you find yourself sort of in a large, think a James Bond villain cave. There seem to be various observation posts as well as kind of a large central area that would have been obscured to your view from where you were before. That's almost like a helicopter landing pad. Seems to be a lot of chains on it. You suspect that the dragon was probably held there. Oh, okay. There's a lot of bones around the dragon's nest, for lack of better terms, as well as a number of tables with papers and instruments. You can see sort of a large, almost Vitruvian man sketch of the dragon and its progress. And you get the sense that, yes, this is where sort of their staging site for the experiments on the dragon. So this was once a normal dragon. Yes. Aww. And then it became this psychic, mind-flaying monster dragon. illithid thing. You can find in kind of a classic Resident Evil way, as you sort through the notes, they start getting increasingly concerned that the parasite is taking too well. And then eventually the notes stop altogether. Oh, I don't, oh so I they made the dragon evil, but the dragon was more evil than them. And that's why this all went to shit. I don't know why you would be doing these experiments in the first place. Well, I mean, just to see what happens, like that's why well, people so wrong. People always kind want of science. everyone else to be more like them, and we don't really know what mind flayers and illithids do. They just sort of show up. So now that we know they can turn things into them, if you were to do like a hostile takeover, I feel like you're like, well, everything else turned into us, and it was great. Then you make a dragon, and you're like, oh, no. <laughs> and it's sort of like the rest of us. If you're like, well, I've raised four kids. They were fine, and I want to rule the world. Raise a dragon, it burns you, and you lose everything. Well, I'm going to start gathering up. it puts your gold up. in a hole. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to start gathering up these research notes, because I figure sure. that'll be evidence enough instead of dragging back a dragon carcass. Is there like a dragon horde? Like, how long has it been loose? Because they always collect shit, right? You get the sense that it was collecting people a lot money. That makes a lot oh. of sense and explains why everything was left in Gnomeland. Okay, then I want to look over this dragon corpse. I want to... So the dragon seems to be kind of a young adult dragon, certainly large. Not as large as the one that you and Jacob fought back in the woods in th uh, near Thunder Tree, but certainly a, a good size. What's particularly concerning, of course, is that its snout and kind of face have the tentacles of a mind flare. So there's teeth sticking out from between the, the tentacles, but sort of that very classic a Cthulhu style tentacle face. Red eyes, obviously one of them's been speared through by Ranger's sword. The skin tone isn't a standard dragon skin tone. You can tell it's almost got that rubbery feel of a cellophoid, so mm, similar to like an octopus. 
almost like if you stretch an octopus over a dragon. Oh, nasty. Yeah. This would make a terrible cape. I'm just so <laughs> disappointed. Um, I think I'll go and yank some teeth. If you said there were teeth amongst those. Yep, there's, there's, there's definitely teeth. In terms of cloaks, you would probably be safe to make one from one of the wings because the wings are still very much a dragony. Okay, then yeah, I'm going to bust off both them wings. Let's get all the oh. shit we can off of them. What's your montage song as you spend the presumably few hours to rip off these wings? And, oh, yeah, I got and, and butcher the dragon. It's going to take some time. I feel like just working for the weekend. That's also what I was thinking. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the visuals are disgusting. Like, imagine, you know, they have those old clips of people doing welding in movies where they just cut to that. Only it's me and it's just blood hosing over me and down and outwards like when they do sparks. And I think it cuts to like Quinny and how would you be reacting? Just like rifling through shit, watching in vague horror. Yeah, so Quinny's getting paper and I'm imagining Juniper's what, vomiting? So, no, <laughs> I'm in my own little world. I'm cutting into the dragon to try to retrieve the gallbladder so I can get its bile. And my theme song is just Angel by Sarah McLaughlin. <laughs> yeah, and when you see both of us working, though, it actually just plays both songs simultaneously, but not in a remix. It's just sort of a jarring audio conflict. <laughs> uh, yeah, and I'll take the teeth and claws and stuff because I need teeth because I've been fucking with my shield a lot with the T-Rex teeth so I can replace any of yep, those that yep, came fair off. Enough. And then the claws I'll just hang on to. I feel like those could be useful. Sure. I don't want to wait too long to voice any concern about transferring of a parasite that's residing in a corpse into the people that are picking the corpse over. <laughs> you guys have any like open wounds or anything <laughs> that you're rummaging around in this dragon corpse with? No, I actually just ran away from it like I was told. So I'm uninjured and fine. Okay. Butthole, can you roll me a medicine check, please? 26. As you're butchering the dragon and sort of pulling the teeth out and stuff, I think you, you maybe spend a second or two peering through the eye hole. You can see there is a parasite that is spread throughout the dragon's brain, but it appears gray and lifeless like the ones you found upstairs. Cool. I want to break its head open and then take Ugh. that brain out so we can show the queen. Because that feels like evidence that we got like a spooky ass dragon. That is not going in my bag of holding. I'm going to wrap everything <laughs> else up so it looks nice. That I'm like tying up yeah, like a rope around. Just, I'm just going to carry grab one of the, <laughs> Yeah. I'll take some of its shitty octopus skin and I'll make a baggie for it. Okay, great. It's like a duffel bag, but made of cephalopod flesh. Yeah. yeah. So you can see that as you crack open the skull and stuff, even its bone structure seems to have shifted with these changes. Uh, it seems to have been almost infected at a genetic level. All right. So I've got all the stuff like wrapped up and put in bag of holding and I got my brain duffel bag, brain bag. B-bag. Nailed it. Uh, <laughs> I should note one other thing you find in the lab on your way out as Quinny, you're shuffling through papers mm -hmm. and stuff. You actually find a signed contract from the mayor of Blindenstone. Mayor Peabody? It seems to suggest a transfer of property. And it, you get the sense that it mattered a lot to Mayor Peabody. It definitely didn't matter to the Illithids. What's the nature of the contract? What's, what's the transaction here? It seems as though he was offered a great sum of wealth and riches, as well as possibly some powers uh, that aren't noted to allow the Illithids use of an old forgotten mine staging ground. Did the contract say when payment would be made? Yes, it's dated quite some time ago. You get the sense that he would have left with the money. Ah, it's not shit. like there's just a bag of money down here. He probably took his money with Piece it. Piece of crap, Mayor. That sucks. Keep an eye out for Mayor Peabody. He's a dick. You guys don't have great luck with mayors. No. <laughs> no. We're good here. Everybody yeah, got what they need. I, um, just during that montage, because you were saying it, it took quite some time to... Yeah, it takes a few hours to... I'm going to have taken a short rest. Sure. Quinny just kind of like relaxing, but also being vaguely horrified and grossed out. Quinny, as you sleep, despite kind of your best efforts in your dream, all you can see is an hourglass with sand very, very low to the bottom running out. 
And everywhere you turn in that dream, you just still see this hourglass. I'm sure that means nothing. (laughs) Ah, shit. So you collect all your shit. Uh, You've got your dragon bits. You've got your squingy bags. Uh, You've got some, some paperwork and some contracts. And you make your way back to the surface. Is there anything we need to see at Blinged in Stone? Or are we good to just go, say, nailed it to the Queen of Mentos Baratheon? Um, yeah, let's go back to Menzo Baranzian. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we already looted that town. Which, by the way, we can keep all the stuff because everyone's dead. I feel wrong celebrating that, but I did right there. And we're just going to own that moment. We are. All of we're, us. We're going to own your you're, celebrating You're keeping his stuff. Yeah. Let's I mean, it was it. joyful and it didn't hurt anyone, so. Yeah, yeah. Juniper's wearing their clothes. I don't I see am. why we need to justify mm-hmm. this out loud with our words, guys. Snarf, snarf. <laughs> <laughs> all right, back to Mentos Baratheon. <laughs> And it's just like all, all is walking triumphantly, but me slightly behind dragging a very heavy brain in a bag. <laughs> yeah, you just like walk past the the ghost town of dead people that were destroyed by the dragon. You just kind of, you know. Oh, should we go back to that bar real quick? Pick up that gnome? <laughs> oh, yeah. fuck. Yeah, uh, we're going back to the blinged stone on the way and we just drag the brain, go find whatever the fuck I mean, was. I don't think is he's brainwashed Richard anymore. Richard Hornswaggle? Oh, yeah, that's it. Yeah, we gotta, got oh, here. shit. Good thought, Quinny. Richard Hornswaggle. Do you know what, Quinny? We got to celebrate these moments because you're not normally a guy who thinks of... I'm not going to keep doing this. The little celebrate people. It. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not <laughs> no? no? Careful, butthole. <laughs> no, do you know what? You say you won't. But you've sort of been doing nice stuff for people for a long time now, ever since you had your soul torn apart by a demon in hell. <laughs> I don't know why this motivation shift has changed. It turns out a little time in hell sometimes maybe is good for people. Let's not make a big thing of it. It's just something that crossed my mind. Maybe we can use him. I'm proud of you, you know? Richard. If guy. we still had that saddle, I'd let you ride me. <laughs> Please. Richard. <laughs> Richard, we're going. You see him kind of... <laughs> Stumble out of the bar. He's sort of recovering from getting conked in the head. He goes, uh, did, did you save my friends? Yep. <laughs> uh, oh. Can you roll me a deception check? <laughs> oh, wow. Ah, expertise. So that's seven is now a 16. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's go. As we're walking towards Mentos Baratheon, I like tap Quinny on the shoulder. I'm like, you... Why? Why you do this? Because I don't I didn't want to break it to him in the middle of his deserted town while he's still drunk. Like, he should sober up before we tell him what happened. Okay, but we're taking him to the queen, and we have to tell her everyone's dead. So we sort of have, like, a time limit on when he can find out if it's not in front of the queen. Well, we better get him some fucking coffee. <laughs> we don't need coffee. Uh, and I just reach up and cast <laughs> lesser restoration to cure him of his drunkenness. Goes, Again, you did that before, too. And he's I like, forgot ah! about that. Ah, another would-be hero, is it? Yes, it is I, Fiddlesworth the butler from Dum Dums and Dragons, and I can see from your general look that you want to bring more stories into the world and help the Dum Dums on their various quests. Well, I advise against joining the Patreon, then. For if you do, you will be assisting the dum-dums in all of their endeavors, all of their various shows and stories and jokes and doing good deeds, and you know I simply cannot abide those. Of course, if you did feel like wasting your time, you could go to patreon.com slash dumdumdice. You could join for as little as a dollar, which would gain you access to a Discord where you can talk to other would-be heroes, you can even create characters who will run around in our world at the higher levels, but of course you don't want to do that, now do you? No, you're just content to listen to a butler tell you how it is. Well, 
I'll see you on your way. Hail Blighthammer. Hey, now, Quinny said you had to sober up before uh, he could tell you a secret. Okay. So now listen to Quinny, and he's going to tell oh, you the truth. Quinny. This I'm, one. I'm Quinny. Okay. R- Richard Hornswaggle? Uh, Are you hungover, man? Ow. I thought you restored him. I think someone hit me in the head. Oh, see, I didn't restore that. Oh, uh, okay. I'll lay on hands and take that off the table. Okay. All right. Well, this all seems good to me. A lot so. of us are just touching this gnome. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. What, what's, what's happened? What do you remember happening last? Last time we tried to sober you up, you were basically I, went I, into I just, a trance. I heard, I heard this beautiful voice in my head. Yeah. You don't hear that voice anymore though now, right? No. And when he looks over at the brain bag and you're like, all right, cool, good. <laughs> <laughs> so you saved everyone? Uh, no, Richard. It was actually too late. You're the sole survivor. And he just falls to the ground and racked sobs and, and tears. Richard. And he, he clutches at, at the bottom of your cloak. And he says, you said you saved them all. I like ignore him. <laughs> I like... <laughs> Where did Mayor Pebbles go? Mayor Peabody? Peabody. Pebbles is the badger. The badger I don't think the badger. badger was the mayor. Uh, we left him in the mayor's Yet. house. Like, who knows? No, no, take no. Office. Badger went with, with Ranger. That's right. Richard doesn't know. By the time they realized something was deeply wrong with the city, the mayor was already gone. I want to tap Richard mm. on the shoulder and say, Richard, I understand that this is very sad for you, so I'm always trying to find, like, the best part of a sad thing. Mm-hmm. Have you ever wanted to say be mayor of Blingdenstone? I, I guess I could make it better for anyone who comes after. We have seen a lot of tragedy. So here's the thing, Richard. You're the only person who lives in Blingdenstone, so I'm calling a snap election because your mayor left, and there's only one person who lives in your city. <laughs> so who are you voting for, Richard? Um, and he like really thinks about the candidates and their platforms. He's a little bit concerned about some email scandals, but you know, ultimately he makes the right call. He says, I guess me, I applaud. And I like look to the other two about how they should applaud for the new mayor. Quinny will not be clapping. (laughs) Juniper, are you clapping for the, oh, we're clapping uproariously. And I just say speech, speech. You got to give an accepted speech because you're the mayor now. Well, as the newest, most honored borough warden of Blingdenstone, I would like to say the following. (laughs) We have seen some difficult times, but we will persevere. (laughs) I will persevere until there is a we to speak of. In the meantime, Gandalf drinks for everybody. I applaud again. I applaud. I applaud so much. Beautiful. He's a good mayor. Absolutely beautiful. All right, let's go meet the queen, Mr. Mayor. Oh, oh, wait, you're 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 going into Menzo Baranzan? Yeah, we gotta go meet with Quentel. Uh, okay, I'm gonna stay out here. You guys tell me how it goes. You guys don't get on well with the folks at the dark elves are pretty spooky. Have you seen their place? It's full of skulls and spiders. Have you seen your place, dude? Now it's just full of skulls and regrets. Yeah. I guess I am kind of scary. If this mayor thing is going to play out at all, you're going to need to entice people to come check out the free real estate. Also, maybe the queen, she'd be like, I need to expand my empire. And you could like work for her and be the mayor because then she's like the president and it all works. Yeah. And then we can finally put those upper worlders in their place. Hold on a second there, Richard. We're upper worlders. Yeah, I know. You guys are okay. Look, I have friends who are upper worlders. Okay. Like, it's fine. Don't worry Some about Some of it. your best friends are. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Totally. Totally. Here's good, the good thing. people on both sides. So what we say is the wor- uh-huh. like, who are the worst upper worlders if you had to choose a name? Like, Planteers? Sure. I don't know who those are. They're 
they're they're the worst upper worlders ever. Fuck those guys. Yeah, let's let's get them. I don't Perfect. know how that works for you. Vaguely friendly, but it's uh, this is part of aristocratic fun, you know. <laughs> like I, sh- I show the signet ring on my hand, and I'm like, "See, I would, I could, I, there's gonna be a problem with House Hornswoggle officially allies itself with House. What's your house name? I, I think we just gotta go with Butthole for now. <laughs> house Butthole. <laughs> butthole claimant to the, the ruler. First of, of his name, <laughs> guys. I just got the loyalty of a whole town. Not Farch. It has to be your first name, House <laughs> Butthole. It's a great note, but he swore the oath. If I, mean, I, ch- if I change, look, the I'm the mayor. I can change oaths if I need to. There you go. That's what being mayor is all about, baby. It's <laughs> not trying to help you save face here, dude. Okay, I'm House Farch. Your last I'm name House would be Farch. my guess. And then every house has like three names that go underneath. They're like blood, loyalty, honor, or whatever. So, so what do you want it to be? I don't know. What's the first one, Quinny? You got to pick the first one. Loot. Juniper. Flatulence. Uh, Moonhammer. So there say, we go. So you stole his, but sorry, <laughs> he came, he sorry. came back with it. I would have thought you'd go with light, but no, you made a choice for me, and I appreciate that. So how's Farch? Oh, loot, light, and flatulence would have been good. Nope, it's loot, flatulence, and well, Moonhammer. No, we can still change it. No, it's not your house. <laughs> Why are you asking me for one of the names then? Because I needed help. Oh man, you're one of my advisors now. Yeah, you're, you're an advisor to House help. Farch. I was just trying to choose a name I thought you would want. That's why you're my hand. Okay. I like take out a piece of paper and draw a hand on it. <laughs> and then I put it on her chest plate. Uh, Juniper, oddly <laughs> enough, this is the first time you've held official rank yes, anywhere. That's true. Even in your own village. I mean, you were a protector, but this is, this is pretty cool. such a nomad wanderer with no title. This is beautiful. So I'm the hand you are of the, a car? Yeah, I'll give you that. You're the hand of a car. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Of all the places I thought we were going, a civil war within <laughs> House Farch was not. I just, I'm still stuck on, you're trying to turn, I mean, it's admittedly one little guy. You've brought on a new ally and want him to. No, he's just allied with me now. Now we can sort out all our enemies later. Okay. I didn't know he was going to swear loyalty. Because he released our no, 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 fucking... No, it's, it's an alliance. Alliance between Blingdon Stone and fine people yeah. of Farch, or possibly a Ka, apparently, if that's if that's what you represent. No, you're just loyal to me. She's the hand oh, of okay. me, but also I'm claiming... There's, there's a lot of things going on All here. Right. Good, good. But, All so right. now, JRPG style, we need to basically populate this little town by the end of the game. So that This we is have... just a Stardew Valley situation. Yeah, now. yeah. So, Juniper, right now you're the hand of Farch, okay. but you could okay. be the hand of a Ka if I take control of a Ka. Quinny, you are my... No. No Court titles, please. Jester. <laughs> your job is to tell jokes, but also the truth and cut people down to size with your words. My words? Yes. Mm. Snare, snare. Goblin Jr., you're the prince of Asperge and the rightful heir to the throne. Snare, snare. If I die, this house is Goblin Jr.'s. Quinny, you always speak animal now, right? Or do you have to turn that on and off? I think it's an at will, but I probably want to know. It's like, ah, yeah, finally. Yeah, All right, good. Fucking Goblin Jr. Fucking me, right? <laughs> <laughs> so, we found a new mayor. We formed a house. We came up with its slogan, and we formed our first alliance. This has been very good for this walk. Can and then we, I start yeah. dragging my slimy <laughs> brain in a on. bag. And then the mayor's like, it's the Coronation Day parade I always dreamed of. It's just like a <laughs> bloody brain bag. All right, so I cast Thaumaturgy to make some shit randomly glow just so he feels a little better about the parade. Yeah, I mean, he's still bummed about all of his dead friends and family, but like, you know, it's something. He's a war mayor now. So you arrive back to the, uh, the Gates of Menzo Brands, and the drow guards let you in. So you want to go directly to speak to the matron? To probably just update her, yeah, and then 
We can sort out other stuff after. Yeah. yeah. They're not really super cool on like guests just dicking around. So truly they are not. I've been reading up on like how to track down and bring back Alan, right? Like I've been going through her library of books. I think it'd be really helpful if we went back to the Shadow Academy and saw what a completely different civilization with strong ties to Xanthus might have to say in their literature about this kind of shit. Well, let's get permission and then we'll do that. So arriving at the gates of the palace, you are greeted once again by Freak Magnasta, um, oh who seems gently pissed that you guys came back. She kind of was hoping that... Uh, We've been uh, sent away to our deaths? Yeah, I mean, that's a pretty standard procedure in the Underdark for getting rid of people you don't like. But she definitely has that air of classic major domo, clearly slightly pissed, but also welcomes you, does all the official greetings, that sort of thing. Very Bib Fortuna. So she kind of looks questioningly at the bag and says, and what is in there? Oh, that's a brain of a giant dragon infected by a mind flayer. It's the proof that the train wreck's over. Oh, well... Proof of what happened at Blingdonstone. I appreciate your honesty. Very good. Come on in. So after walking sort of the halls, you find yourselves in front of the matron, Quenthel Bernay, yet again, in sort of the large spider-clad chamber. You can see shapes just out of the light that seem to be spiders moving in the upper reaches. It's always like dim light down here. Yeah, right? so like large, yeah, large circular dais, the throne carved into it, and then flickering light from far, far below. Very underlit, Mm. which means that the things above you could be shadows or monsters. You don't legitimately know. It's also the least flattering form of light. I have such a double chin here. <laughs> well, thank goodness for your beard. It helps. Can I look up at the ceiling with my uh, devil sight? You can see a number of massive spiders, oh, uh, similar to the ones we saw out in the city, crawling around. You get the sense that they're not idle. They seem to be going about business, possibly acting also as another line of defense, aside from oh, Paladin Von Drow, who is, of course, standing threateningly near the matron. Right, right. Okay. Hello, Quintel Boner. Uh, I got the brain, and we dealt with the problem. Uh, and I just, like, open up the grotesque bag, and I'm like, this is a dragon brain that's been infected by Ithalids. They were controlling everybody's minds and, like, luring them into a cave and then turning them into mind flayers. But now we killed the dragon, and the rest of them just died I have when the uh, dragon died. I have the research notes. Yeah, he has notes. And uh, this is the sole survivor. I gesture over to Richard. Yeah, he's the new mayor of Blingdonstone. And he is clearly quaking in horror at her Maggie Smith kind of cruel, <laughs> cold <laughs> stare. But then he kind of, yeah, yeah. He manages to pull himself together and manages a bow. And she looks at him the way one would look at a child wearing an adult-sized suit and goes, oh, very good. I look forward to working with you. He can't quite manage to say anything, so he just kind of nods a couple times and, and slinks back. I'm quietly proud of him. So she gestures to Freyak, who in turn yells to a couple people in the hall, and a number of drow servants rush in, quickly pack up the brain, pack up the notes. And she says, these will be of great interest to our head researcher. Thank you. She kind of secrets that stuff away. And she says, and what of, what of your stained one? What of Ranger? He left with a badger. He's no longer stained either. Oh, yeah, yeah that's no, he's, gone. he's good now. So we won't expect him to show up in our town and start murdering people again? Oh, you won't see that guy, at least that version of him, ever again. <laughs> no, I don't think he'll come back. He can't yeah. really see in the dark. Also, he's got a new thing with the badger. So, like, he's off looking for a friend who disappeared, and she's not here. We checked that. Well, if he does return, we will immediately murder him. So 
I'll send Just him. I'll FYI. send him a note. Yeah, pigeon will bring him a message. <laughs> the matron thanks you for ridding the underdark of this threat. Again, underplaying how much of a threat it was to Menzo Branson, but you get the sense that there's right. genuine relief in her countenance. As a reward, she offers you a boon. So she will grant you kind of one boon, as well as she noticed that a lot of your weapons seem, in her words, common. So she offers you one vial of very rare and potent drow venom that you can apply to a weapon that will give it a magical property of poisoning. Quinny is <laughs> We all look at Quinny. Intrigued, yeah. <laughs> Maybe like the worst parts of Quinny, like the not best, but he definitely feels like that should be mine. Uh, what would you like to apply it to? Basically, whatever you apply it to, it gives it the same properties as a dagger of venom, which means that once per day, you can envenom the blade before you attempt to strike something. If you succeed, they have to pass a constitution check. Otherwise, they take an additional 2d10 and are poisoned for a minute. Can he put that on Frostbrand or he can't because Frostbrand's already magic? Just turn this into <laughs> the McElroy sort of like flaming poisoning death or whatever they have. Um yeah, I would say you can apply it. It's a once per day, so it's not a super regular thing. You can apply it to Frostbrand if you wanted. How many uses do I have then if it's you have to code it first and then? Uh, it will permanently envenom the weapon. Oh, okay. Yeah, let's go for Frostbrand, I guess. Yeah. So, Tyler, what I'm going to say is since you're adding it to an already magic weapon, mm -hmm. once you use it, mm -hmm. I'm going to have you roll a d6 mm -hmm. anytime you use the poisoned ability. On a roll of, say, on a one to three, give you even odds, it blinks off until you get it to someone who can re-enchant it. Well, I, it's I a magical it, recharge. Yeah, essentially, just because I don't want you carrying a nuke around all yeah. the time. I think for flavor, Frostbrand is a blue blade because of the ice, and now it's still cold. It's still ice, but now it's purple. The poison tinted it purple. Nice. And yeah. I will need you to declare when you're using that before you roll to hit. Uh, a quick question. If we wanted to go back and visit that tower we already visited, does that count as a boon? No, I will grant you that just out of the goodness of my warm little heart. You rock. And I'm like, just a second. And I huddle up with them like, what do we want as a boon? We might be able to get a royal tailor to turn the dragon stuff I've got into like cool clothes. You still want to wear that dragon carcass, huh? What else would we wear as the members of House Farch? Just our regular clothes. No, man. but it would tie us all together. You put it on and they're like, that's House Farch right there. Remember them? Loot, flatulence. Moonhammer. We've been together for years. Yeah, but now we're House Farch. Oh my God. This is a concept you came up with on the walk. No, from... it's a concept Richard came up with on a walk. Richard is just secretly part of the circle and no one noticed. <laughs> yeah, he's got like an arm around one of Juniper's legs and one of your legs as yeah. though they're your shoulders. Yeah, absolutely. I pat him on the head. Now, does anybody have any ideas for other boons? Hand? I'm okay. Jester? I'm not going to respond to that, man. So you don't want any, you don't think there's anything better? We want to ask them to join our cause in the fight for the fucking Great Collide. Ooh, do you know what? Yeah, let's do that. Uh, Instead I, of, what if we just fucking ask, capes? What if we, well, I mean, capes was good. Okay, but you're still <laughs> making good gesture points. What if we just call for like, we get, we get like a favor. Like we just get a token that we can like cash in. Yeah. Okay. All so the help we can having get. an ally would be good. So uh, she pulls here. out a, a spider token and she pierces her thumb and she oh. prints it on one side. Hey. <laughs> Good luck, Mr. Wick. I, I'm sorry. I, I Sometimes I have a hard time pronouncing your common tongue names. Mr. Butthole, was it? Yes, Butthole Farch. Thank you very much. And I take that and I put it in my pocket. Yeah. So if you want to mark down your sheet, you have a, a token of the Spider Queen. Cool. Hmm. 
So she can send you now with an armed escort back. Who, who's the head guard? Who looks the most important? You still have to deal with Freak McNasty. Cool. Um, on the way, we were thinking, like, we, like, grab a coffee or something. I heard, like, good things up top about coffee down here. They were like, it's so dark, it's dank. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. That's what how they that, say. How did that one feel coming out? <laughs> it felt great. Uh, <laughs> she goes, there's a drow bucks over there. You can go to that. Perfect. We'd like to go there first and then the tower. Thank you. And so you pop into the local drow bucks. There's a really spooky, cool, dark elf version of Laura. What song is playing at the drow bucks? It's like a weird indie song that none of us knows. <laughs> cool. So it's like <laughs> one guy on a banjo and another person playing hard percussion. Um, yeah. And someone who can't really hold a note. They heard Mumford and Sons and they were like, this is my jam. Yeah. I can do this too. But they just aren't quite there. They just mm. sing the hay part of the song. <laughs> yeah. and the rest is instrumental. <laughs> you come in, you're able to get a table. The server is very, very disaffected and does not care much for this. But uh, bring two drinks. What do you all order at Drawbox? I want there. Coffee, so dark that it's dank. That is the brand. We'll get you one cup of dank. Nice. I will also have the dank roast. Great. Can I have a dark tea latte? Uh, <laughs> the barista goes about clearly making that drink very easily, yeah. but as though it's the <laughs> hardest thing that's ever happened to them. You can see there's another drow who has their hair pulled back in a ponytail. They've just finished fixing the milk station, and the second they turn around, it just explodes, as Jesus. milk stations do. Not like in fire, but just there's immediately sugar and milk everywhere. <laughs> They're dead now. Coffee <laughs> is a high-stakes yeah, yeah. game in the Underdark. Everything's a high-stakes game in the Underdark. You can see there's clearly a couple of low-level drow house representatives trying to like betrayal garden each other, but it's at a Starbucks, so it's kind of sad. You know, it's like executives <laughs> who have meetings at Starbucks and are like, yeah, I'm important too. It's like, sure, but so you guys get a table and you get a chance to talk. So your your coffees arrive and, and butthole, what would you like to tell the group? Okay, before we go into the magic hut to steal the magic or learn or whatever, uh, I got to kind of update you guys on what's going on with multiple dimensions. So I tell the whole story of the data slate, which I just call the wordy thing, but the word box told me, and then I, I'm just going to do this fast yeah, because it's it. too fucking long a story, but the idea of that there's another dimension where they've got future powers and huh. that's where the laser guns came from. And they were trying to like come over here and steal our gods and take them over there. So they've started a kingdom, which is my mom is from that other dimension. So was Martha. It's like another plane is probably the metaphor that I would use. And that they plan to trap a god in me and take the god over there. But I escaped. So nobody really knows what's going on. But that's the issue we're having is this like interdimensional conflict where they're coming for us. So that's the story with like mom and everything else. And Alan is there, I would imagine, with this box having come here. So we're all sort of on equal playing field on info of what's going on. Juniper, you know, when your brain is like starting to put something together mm -hmm. and it's almost physically uncomfortable because you're like, mm. oh, no, no. This is setting off a lot of your palate and spidey sense. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Collidey sense. Yeah. But so is I mean, it supposed to collide or is it not? I don't know. They're trying to yank us over there with the gods, but they all want to come over here. Is that good or bad? It seems bad. Based on the amount of people shot with laser guns, I would give this experience one star. Thumbs down, maybe even. Yeah. Why do they want to come here? Because they don't have magic anymore and they're all oh, running out right. of money. Can't we help everyone? So you want to bring them here? No, but... I don't want them to like not have magic and, you or even money. Met these people, or if you have, they've tried to kill us. They have tried to kill us well, multiple some times. Some of them have. Remember you my can't dad? Can't say all the people on that other plane or whatever are going to try to kill us. There are 
two of them who are good. <laughs> two and a half. There's a very helpful Rupert. <laughs> so it's like two and a half, maybe three and a half, now that I realize in my player brain that Stitch exists. <laughs> Do you know what? This is a very big thought, and we sort of have to go to this tower right now before we lose out our welcome or Freak McNasty stabs me again. Mm-hmm. But what do we want from the tower? What are we looking for at the tower? Well, we need to figure out what Xanthus was doing there. Because Xanthus is originally mm-hmm. from the other dimension. Yeah. Right. And so the Xanthus we saw is our dimension? Uh, this is where like my brain is dealing with like the collides <laughs> all of a sudden. I'm like, wait. So if there's versions of them over there and there's versions of them here, then their Xanthus killed our Xanthus, which means theoretically on the other world, there's a Quinny and there's a Juniper. I don't know if there's another butthole unless somewhere on this earth, someone was like, we need to trap a god at the same time. And then there's two buttholes. Look at that. You're getting more buttholes already. But this one... Would, but is this butthole in that dimension? Because they will have to go the other way. It's like a mirror. Is it evil butthole? Does he just have a mustache? I don't know. But hold, your coffee's getting cold. Just take a break. Oh, I got to sip. I got to feel more dank. Okay. Uh, I'm going to roll a dice and see how dank that coffee tastes. Tastes like moderately dank. You kind of hope for a danker experience. Admittedly, I'm a mercenary, so I'm used to like coffee you got to chew. I'm So I'm like, this is fine. Like it's comparable to gray water dankness. Legit. That's so gross. Okay, but Quinny, you know the most about books and reading and learning because you've done like smart studies for Alan. So what are we looking for in this tower of whatevers? I can tell you I'm going to be looking for some stuff on... Actually, no, we can't do it this way. I need you to look for some stuff on demons, one of many faces, and you can't tell me what you find. Oh, deal. I like Ooh. secrets with enthusiastic consent. And okay. you give me consent to keep secrets. Yes, yes. Nailed it. Can, wait, can Butthole tell me? Yes, you just can't okay. tell me he because can't, there you go. he's watching. I just, I wanted to be clear. You can't tell him. You can't write notes to him. He can't see it. He gets That's nothing. Okay. Juniper, what will you be looking for at the Academy of Shadows? Well, I think Xanthus probably knew more about this great collide than any other book I think can tell us. At least that's the sense that I've gotten so far. So I so, want to find out what he what he knew. And then Quinny, you pick for me, so I'm going to pick for you. Yeah, yeah. I think you should look for stuff on portals because if we can portals. open a portal to the other dimension, we could go and get Alan back. Portals, dimensions, all that kind of stuff. Because then we could take people who are here who aren't supposed to be here. We could shove them back. Maybe we can lock a portal. I don't know, but we need stuff on how to get between here and there, like an alternate dimension, another plane, whatever that. Portals, dimensions. How to open or lock External a dimension. That's planes. Yeah. Got it. Okay. I want to know whether this needs to happen or I need to prevent mm-hmm. this crossover from happening. Because I still don't know that yet. That's true. Do you maybe want to check your magical paper? I do. Do you do that in front of them or do you just uh, like wait? I'll, to... I'll do it in front of them. Okay. Yeah. On the scroll now, you can see a Venn diagram kind <laughs> of shape. So you see two circles offset from each other. One seems to be... Uh, <laughs> Fuck, I forget what we call the other realm. This would be Faerun, and we'll call that Faerun 2. <laughs> yeah, so, Juniper, you see the, the two circles, and they just seem to be floating. They aren't set, okay. but very much Marauder's Map style. Uh. I think the circles from Arrival, kind of smoky, and they seem to be overlapping, drifting away from each other and toward each other. Mm. So there isn't any further information. It's just showing that. You get the sense it's an incomplete image, but it's more than you had. All right. I'm just going to check on that every hour or so. Stupid scroll. <laughs> so you pack up from Drawbucks and you continue on down to the Academy of Shadows. As you recall, large stone structure carved out of the ground. You pass Pillar of Light, the Narbundel, which is the way that the Underdark keeps track of time. Mm. It's kind of like midday-ish. 
You're all a bit tired. You haven't rested properly in a bit, but that's okay. You arrived at the Academy of Shadows. So again, it's been quarantined off. A local mercenary group has kind of been keeping an eye on it. You're welcomed in and you find yourself back in the, the main space. So I'm going to say that the researchers who were working there have all been whisked away to a secret location by the matron. So the place is empty, but think like an abandoned crime scene. So you're basically getting the Batman treatment. Xanthus' body is still where it was found near what was clearly kind of his research station. His chest has been ripped open. His heart is missing. This site is yours. No one else is here? There will be drow guards in there with you. They're not going to just give you free reign, yeah, but okay. they're very much doing the, you're the detective, we're the... The two cops stand at the door. Yeah. I'm just going to take a moment to study Xanthus in case I need to impersonate him at some point. Juniper, can you please roll me a performance check? Sure. So that one. You take in his, his features. You're finding that you almost feel ill looking at Xanthus. It's almost, oh. uh, your, your vision is almost crossing. And can you roll me a constitution save, yes. please? Not one. Wow. You vomit and collapse to your knees. You can feel a pulsing headache hitting you. I'm going to give you one level of exhaustion. And you feel the scroll grow hot in your pocket. So exhaustion means that you have disadvantage on ability checks until you have a good proper rest and are are treated. Check the scroll. The entire scroll has turned red, like a, a deep crimson. And it is essentially sketching the Xanthus you see before you. And you see the words, this one is touched by the collage. <laughs> if you've puked, I'm over there immediately and you're on your knees or whatever. Like, what, what happened? Are you all right? Well, I mean, it is a dead guy. We saw him already. Yeah, but she's got so many feelings. Okay. Juniper, are you all right? I <laughs> just like, but feelings and just like look over. What's going on? I don't feel great. I, I don't feel great. Do you want to take a rest? Like we could get you a bed or something maybe? Well, we got to freaking find out what's going on. Yeah, you get the sense that you get one chance in this place. They're not going to let you like go to a Ramada and come back. Are you good to keep researching? Do you or need? Do we need to take yeah, it up? But one is touched by the collide. Like what? Like this we, Xanthus? Gonna, we look at the scroll and just see a blank page. Yeah, it, <laughs> no, no, no. It's sketches Xanthus. This one is touched by the collide. What? What? For, what? For the person bringing us a scroll that says stuff, you, you have a lot of questions for us about how the scroll works. This episode of Dum Dums and Dragons features the voices of Ryan LaPlante at the Ryan LaPlante on Twitter, Tyler Hewitt at Tyler underscore Hewitt on Twitter, Laura Hamstra at EL Hamstring on Twitter, and RDM Tom McGee at McGeeTD on Twitter. This episode's sound was edited and mixed by Laura Hamstra. And Dum Dums and Dragons artwork is by Del Borovic, who can be found at DelBorovic.com. Our theme songs are, and now for that massive coronary, and skipping through the orchestra pit part one by Peter Gresser, and our ad music is No Control and Chiefs by Jazzar, J-A-H-Z-Z-A-R, all available at freemusicarchive.org. When it comes to Dum Dums and Dice, you can visit our website at dumdumdice.com. Our Twitter and Instagram are at dumdumdice, and on Facebook at facebook.com slash dumdumdice. But most importantly, we've got merchandise at redbubble.com slash people slash dumdumdice, or you can join our Patreon at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. That's D-U-M-B, D-U-M-B, D-I-C-E. And tune in next week for more Dum Dum and dragons. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. Are you emotionally exhausted? Do you have strong feelings about authoritarian power structures? Have you ever stared up at the night sky and felt tiny and alone? If so, ask your doctor about Wolf 359, the award-winning sci-fi audio fiction podcast by Kinda Evil Genius Productions. Side effects may include strange genetic experiments, unreliable AI systems, the potential discovery of alien life, and toothpaste. 
Find Wolf 359 wherever you listen to podcasts and visit wolf359.fm to learn more.